Now, your Family Matters Fantasy Football Podcast with your league commissioners, David, Jonathan, and Stewart. The 2022 season has begun. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. We've got... Welcome, everybody. I'm, oh. I'm your host, Stuart. Well, you're not quite a commissioner or host. Not quite. Uh, assistant, too. Assistant yeah. Two. And that's why you have an assistant regional manager. Yes, it is. Assistant to the regional manager. Same thing. No, it's not. It's lower. So it's close. Well, it's it's close. It's but, it's a little lower. I'll, I'll but you know that. what? I will say hello to my fellow commissioner. Evening, hello, commissioner. <laughs> that was for David. I love it. Uh, <laughs> Stewart doesn't know that's from. No yeah. <laughs> Stewart thinks it's from Brokeback Mountain, probably. <laughs> oh man i am so so glad the season has begun i'm so excited i am sad to have missed the biggest weekend of the year though Uh, i had a good reason i think the whole league knows uh but i became a father the day of the draft yeah are we talking about baby season or football season it is going to be an interesting time of year for me going forward um it will be hard for me to commit to draft dates uh on september 3rd (laughs) we'll have to do host birthday parties and then a draft or vice versa so uh we'll we'll work that out we've got a year to workshop this so no but we got we got two beautiful babies a boy and a girl james Archer Searles and London Kate Searles. So they were, they came into the world very quickly. And uh, it was uh, right after the first hole at Silverhorn that I got a phone call from uh, my beautiful wife that said, Hey, I think it's happening. And I was like, Of course. And I turned to, to Drew, the guy who, the one guy who's not in the league that I invited out there <laughs> to fill Jackson's spot. And I said, You got to take me back to my car. <laughs> And he goes, of course, Drew's the night. He's like, oh, no worries. Let's go. And so he just took me. And I was happy, excited, scared, and a little upset because I was playing pretty darn good that first hole. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask how. That, I will say that's probably the most expensive hole of golf you've ever played, isn't it? Yeah, rumor has it that someone didn't pay. Um, someone didn't pay their tea time. Uh, and they they use their own logical conclusion to say, well, well, Jonathan paid, so it's like he paid for me to play, and so it's not like I, you know, stole a round of golf. I'll let you guys, I'll let you guys kind of talk amongst the group to figure out who that was. Uh, but I, I have it on good authority that that happened, and so I'd like to see the the guesses and the league chat on who you guys think that was. Um, Do you know but who I it is? Oh yeah, really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I but I digress. I don't want to give away too much. <laughs> I'd like for I like for uh, people to point fingers at each other and then well, we'll reveal let me it. Say this. There is one person in the league who owes the league money. Um, who didn't pay. So everyone Maybe else it's the paid. Same person. We had a we had a good turnout. Everyone paid, but one person. Um, I won't. I, y'all can take your guesses too on the Ooh. chat. 
it might be the same person. I actually don't know who didn't pay for golf. So it kind of tracks if that's the case. Just to kind of get away, get through the weekend without paying a dime. That's that must be I, nice. I will say the, the league owes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people ten dollars because they brought sixty dollars instead of fifty. And we didn't when have did change in the league. So next year uh, we'll propose rule change as we up the uh let's go sixty to sixty. <laughs> Let's just make it easy for ATM withdrawals. That we know that's what's happening 30 minutes exactly before the draft. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh also, guys, uh just a PSA. You know, we meet like for summit like two and a half months or two months before the draft, so that you can communicate to your significant others that you will be spending a weekend doing fantasy football stuff. So if you're still struggling with communication with your with your spouse. <laughs> <laughs> and you're running into marital issues because it's all happening on that. Just fair warning. Maybe just a bit of advice. Talk about it in July when this all comes up and we plan on it. So start talking um, about it now for next year. Yeah. Just remember yeah. That basically the first weekend of September, somewhere in that time frame, there's a fantasy draft, ideally a weekend that hey, you can, uh, you can every, join the league on every chance you get where your wife says, Oh, what can I do for you? Every chance you get throughout the year, just make sure you say in September, early September, September 3rd, for every year moving forward, we're having a draft. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? There's other things, too. If you plan ahead, you can join things like poker. And mm. like, in fact, that was really fun. I, I had a blast. I ended up coming in second uh, to our our friend from the north. Bryce came in and cleaned out everyone's pockets. Uh, I, I wonder if he was the one who didn't pay for the draft. <laughs> That would be pretty funny. Walking yeah, away he had the money. Back. Yeah. He must have blown it all on scratch-offs or something the next day. <laughs> no, that was, that was fun. fun. I don't know. I don't know, that, what, I don't know that I've ever lost that much money in uh, uh, poker with friends before. but Well, you've definitely lost that much in Vegas. Oh, I know. We've talked about that before, yeah. <laughs> I know, but it's still funny. It lasted it a lasted, lot longer. It, this. it lasted a lot longer, yeah. <laughs> Much more fun. Oh, Much my goodness. Fun. That was fun, though. I like, uh, it's kind of like we brought Vegas to, to San Antonio with uh, you, the poker. So that was fun. Yeah. It was pretty and, much the same with all the little kids running around. and The table yeah. was a professional table. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was amazing. We, uh, we definitely didn't have any missed deals or anything. Like, multiple times or people uh people checking or betting like three people ahead of the people that are still, still in the hand that was good uh, i was guilty of that i'll call my own foul uh yeah. no but that was fun i i i we don't have to do poker every year but if it is if that's an easy thing to do like that just that time alone was fun just to kind of get together and hang out uh obviously the golf's always nice i know not everyone likes to golf jackson pretty much just jackson uh, but I, I'm pretty sure we could have uh, enjoyed your company at poker if, if anything, taken your money and been happy about it. So next time, show up to that. Yeah. What, so so okay. So golf happens. Okay, I I have my own adventure beginning after the one hole. By the way, I piped my drive down the middle, and I just told myself, man, this is going to be a good day. I'm going to score low. I'm going to score real low. And uh, we used Joey's second shot, but he his shot was, I think, maybe 10 to 15 yards in front of my shot, almost on the same line. So we could have used my my second shot. And then uh, my dad hit a great chip on the third one. I didn't. I got on the green, but I think I could have uh, 
I think I potentially could have parred the first hole if I would have putted wow. really good. So it was a great, great start to the round. And I never saw the second hole. So, you know, I guess I scored a five in my <laughs> in my round. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> What's really funny is when you rode by us on the golf cart, you said something like it's it's time to go or it's go time or something like you that. You gave us like the peace sign and I thought you were going number two. Like everyone that. thought, yeah, everyone thought <laughs> well, it was. Because so uh, David's like, I guess he's got to go to the bathroom. And I, I was like, <laughs> what if? I said, what if he's talking about the baby? And he's like, oh, yeah, the baby. <laughs> I forgot about that. I just, I, I, yeah, for sure. That's exactly how it happened. I just thought your reaction would have been a little bit different. Uh, well, it was a weird thing because Katie wasn't 100% sure, but she was like, I'm pretty sure, so you might want to come home. So I was like kind of, fr- I don't know. I was nervous, happy, and kind of frustrated because I was like, I would have even, I would have never shown up to this if I don't know this was going to go down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but hey, you know what? You know, I'm on my kids' timeline now. You know, I don't get, I don't get my own timeline anymore. It's whatever they want to do. <laughs> so then it was funny hearing senior making phone calls and talking to your your dad, John. Oh yeah. Try, I'd like to hear this story. Out. I want to hear Stuart's version. I want to hear this version of the story. I've heard different versions, but I'd like to hear yours, Stuart. Well, I think they were trying – Senior was trying to figure out, is it like – is it happening? Is it is it for – you know, is it just uh, contractions or is it actually – are the babies coming? So then I think once he found out that ba- the babies were coming, I think we were on hole like eight. We were on eight, and he got a text from, I think, my mom saying, you need to come to the hospital yeah. it's happening which he'd yeah. been waiting like we we kind of knew we were like is it happening is it not we're in the dark a little bit we don't really know i'm sure they don't really know i'm sure they're trying to figure it out and then he finally got that text and so yeah. he knows so then <laughs> i'll just say in my opinion he seemed ready to go then as soon as he got that text but we had one more hole to play and it only made sense to finish out that the ninth hole because that would take us right up to to the clubhouse so i had heard though that he had called (laughs) he had called mike and mike said something like i'm gonna finish out the round or something like which i don't think actually (laughs) i don't think that's actually what was said but that was that was kind of the the what what i think what he said was i think i'm trying to play 36 today so i'm just gonna (laughs) put my my phone on airplane mode and just Move on to the next hole. <laughs> but no matter what was said, I wasn't on those phone calls. So I don't know what was said, but uh, I think they left around the same time, didn't they? It, I think so. I, what, here's what's funny is I had no idea any of this was going on. And what happened at the hospital happened so quickly. We had a scheduled C-section for September 12th. We thought that's when like that was the definite day, but it could happen any day before then, obviously. Uh, but it happened so quick because the contractions happened and they were definitely consistent and they're like every five or six minutes and they were just boom, boom, boom every time. And so the doctor goes, you know what? We had a C-section on the books. You're not, you know, you're not progressing for natural labor. Let's just do this. Let's just do this C-section. And from like at like 11 o'clock, they were like, Hey, in the next hour, you're going to be in the OR. And that's what happened. And so in fairness, in fairness, I think, I don't think my dad was in a loop on our birthing plans. So I think he thought, 
uh, you know, labor takes like five or six hours. I think I could probably sneak this round in. <laughs> and I promise you, he showed up and uh, I think I was walking out like maybe, I don't know. I don't know the full like timeline he was there, but it wasn't long because he, he even made the comment. He goes, man, that was quick. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, you should have been where I was. It happened. It was slow and fast all at the same time. So uh, yeah. it was it was quite an experience. I'll say that. Uh, but I'm glad to hear that there was a fantasy, an FM FFL story that come out of it. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be oh. a it'll be a draft weekend to remember for sure. Oh, man, it's it's right there with uh, highlights for my my favorite highlights on you know this entire since the league been around. I don't know where it ranks if it ranks above or tied with the pick of the stick, but we've covered that enough. <laughs> I, we don't need to. Daniel, I'm sorry. We 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 know where we stand with that. The funny thing uh, too is when we were playing poker. I remember me or some someone said something to Katie of like, "Hey, just make sure you don't have the baby tomorrow," <laughs> you know. And then sure enough, David, what did you say that you said at the day they were born? I believe it was the day they were born. Uh, what did you say at the hospital to me when it was me, you, and Daniel? Oh, uh, let me. I can pull it up. Let's see. Uh... No, you said it to me in person. You if I walk- was placing bets on days yes. that this was going to happen, I would have placed my bet for the third. Or, uh, yeah, the third, <laughs> which was the day they were born. Yeah. It just- like, I, I had this weird feeling. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't like saying that stuff because my mom, I reserve, leave that to my mom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, yeah you, you have the premonitions, too. The premonitions have been passed on to David, it sounds like. I, <laughs> I could have made a lot of. I could have made all the money I lost in poker. Yeah. <laughs> just bet Bryce. I bet Which you they're is, coming. Just, thankfully, it was one buy-in versus Stewart's five. Yeah, Stewart's like, can we do seven buy-ins? Is that okay? Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. <laughs> this seems to be going well for you. So yes, keep buying. <laughs> oh, I wish I would have just bought in with that much money to begin with. I I feel like I would have done better. I don't, you yeah. have more than everyone else. You are one everyone. pathetic loser. <laughs> I am a loser. That was that was the comment that I feel like we all made that night. But yeah, um, as, no, that not was not as big a loser as the Aggies, but but still a loser. Oh man, we're gonna go straight into that. Wow. No, no, I don't want to talk we, about it. Yeah, we'll get to that probably towards the end of the podcast because then it'll be it's, it'll be such a downer. We won't be able to get through it. But I I do want to hear. So obviously my my weekend. It was a fork in the road for me. I was locked into a hospital. I, I'll give you guys my version of the draft when we get to, you know, kind of round by round, if we want to go into that. Uh, how but did I'll tell the conversation, you this. How did the conversation with Katie go in regards to drafting? Oh, it, we, so the thing was, we were, we were done with all of the, like, the, the birthing stuff. Like, there was no, like, immediate... Like, hey, we need to drop everything and all hands on deck. It was very much okay. We kind of got nurses to help us. They're they're you know they're monitoring the babies and we're we're changing diapers here and there, feeding. Uh, but it was all very calm. And so, Katie, I looked at her and I was like, "So drafts at seven? <laughs> I think we're in between feedings here." She's like, "You can draft." And I pulled out my laptop and I already had it pulled up. So I had that and I'll, I'll, I'll save some details for, I think it was the only round that I had multiple picks. There was an interesting round for me. 
Uh, not only not only my picks, but what I was doing at that time. Uh, the the first two or three rounds, I was sitting in our uh, postpartum room, just sitting on a couch drafting. There was no no real action, and then it it kind of got away from me for about three or four rounds, and then I got back on that couch. So I missed all <laughs> the actual like the camaraderie. I missed all the the. Uh, I think I asked my dad about it. I said. You know, you know, how was the draft? What was it like? He goes, Oh, you know, the usual same comments made by the same people every time. Just... <laughs> <laughs> so I sat and I sat there and I go, Hmm, what did Jackson say? All right. Yeah. What did Mike say? Yeah. Good value. I, I feel like we got a little bit more of uh, Daniel's interaction just because he was out of it, not having a pick for forever. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, was, make it I was very entertained by Daniel and his grading of picks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I so I'll tell you this. I'm glad he was using the chat for that because I was seeing that come in live and I was laughing at it too because I was like, "Oh, Daniel did not like that." And Daniel doesn't have any middle ground either. I feel like it was A or F for the most yeah, part. It was. And he was the funny thing was he was telling people if he, he would give them an A if they pick somebody. If you do what I say, you get an A. <laughs> Genius. Uh, I, I wonder I wonder where he learned that from, David. It was, it I wonder where I support him. <laughs> I support him. So so what was the uh so okay, I think we originally had seven and then it got changed to seven thirty, which actually worked out I think better for me. But then the seven forty five one, I was like, uh oh, now we're starting to run into like I might have to be on daddy duty, um, literally and figuratively, uh again. So 745, I think uh, y'all bumped it back. What was going on in that like period of time? Was there like discussions going on? Were people just late showing up? What, what was that like? Well, I think it initially got bumped back because we were late getting back to my parents' house. From the hospital? From the hospital. Okay. Yeah, and I figured that was part of there, The UTSA game was in what, like double? No, I guess it was ending once we got there. And then we were like, oh, let's just stay. Or someone was like, let's just stay. <laughs> And it ended up going, what, to three overtimes, I think? Yeah. Jeez. Um, and everyone was just kind of watching on the couch. And at that point, I think everyone's pretty relaxed. Um, and so we ended up getting over there pretty late. Um, I think everyone then stopped at the gas station to get snacks. Yeah, I know that. I know how that goes. <laughs> and just by the time we got set up, and I mean, that's, I think that's what it was. And then we had paid league dues, made sure everyone paid. Um, it was just someone, someone owes me money, by the way. Do what? I think someone owes me money, by the way. Oh, actually, I think I'm owed 10 bucks, but whatever. We'll figure it out. Oh, I'm glad you said that. Whoever said, whoever, because I think I got paid 60 for my finish, and then obviously I owed 50 for the buy in. So, whatever. We'll, we'll figure it out. I got all the money here. I'm glad you said that. I was just. Yeah. And that was the another, another funny thing was I, I put the cash in my laptop bag, and then I brought my laptop bag with me to the hospital thinking I was going to draft. And then I realized, oh, no one's going to have any money. <laughs> Cause I've got it all in my bag. So Mike and actually all of you guys, most of you guys stopped by. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was, I'm glad that worked out. Yeah. Stuart, when I stopped by Katie, said, Katie was talking to Jonathan about how he needs to have a good draft. So yeah. She was, she was very, very encouraging. Yes. Very supportive. Okay. That's good. Until I told, told her who I was drafting and she goes, why did you do that? So <laughs> going back to talking to your spouse before, Jonathan yeah. had a baby and communicated well so that he could yeah. draft. She, yeah, she, listen, knew how, she knew how important it was to him, so she wanted I, to, to draft. That's no a great point. Anyone anymore. That is a great point. If you, 
I mean, having a child should not stop you from drafting. I mean, come on. Having two kids on the same day should not stop you from drafting. Yeah. So let it be known. Let it be written, as Joey would say. So then we were gonna we were gonna do the uh, water bets beforehand, and so I I had like changed clothes. I'd like to say, not I understand I understand I was removed from that situation, but I would have been in full support of drafting wet, and I know I would have been drafting wet personally. So what happened there? Uh, it, it just kind of got it kind of got vetoed. I mean, I didn't, I don't necessarily care, but I was ready to go. Mm. I've gotten all, I got the, all the water ready, uh, changed clothes, took my shoes off. And then they were like, no, let's do it after. And I was like, no. Okay. Oh, let me say leave. this. Yeah. Let me say this. I understood before when it was an involuntary thing and you were being forced to be watered. But when you enter into the water bets now, you know that you have to pay them off. And if going forward, I'm, that's going to be my number one rule proposal. We will be watering before the draft and you will have to draft wet. So if no you change are, of clothes? Um, sure. If you want to do it that way, you might get people just drafting naked if you want that. <laughs> but I think there's some of us who'd like to be naked. That way in this group. <laughs> I won't name names. Uh, I kind of like the idea of someone stripping down. I, I so no no change of clothes, but you do not have to wear your clothes while getting watered. I, I like that idea. <laughs> so you're in the Merrick parking lot or wherever else, just half naked, <laughs> getting water thrown on you, or fully naked, depending on like duck butter or anything else that you get. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, I also I feel like we. I feel like we should try and uh, water a few times throughout the year too. I think it it's. I think it would encourage more water bets too. So anyway, we'll try and yeah. figure that out. Yeah. With all that said, though, the water bet, the water bet time and payoff was actually a lot of fun, though. Regardless, it of was. What Every everyone stayed. I got soaked. I probably got the most wet out of everybody. <laughs> yeah. It was one of my favorite parts. Was That's Joey was said. really. <laughs> Joey, <laughs> Joey was really upset that he had to get watered. And so then he had he took his shirt off and was like ready to go, and he spun the wheel and it was like a safe, a, a safe a, one, a, a pass, yeah, or whatever. He was so See? excited. <laughs> Listen, make make water bets, but then you know we really want you to do them, but you better be ready to pay them off, right? It's just like poker and golf, and like if you sign up for it, you're doing it. So yeah, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, we had a, at least a lot of people catch up. It sounds like I, I probably owe a few. Uh, some yeah. people need to throw some water on me, and I need definitely to throw some water on some folks. The three of us had quite a bit that we need to finish. <laughs> yeah, you, you've list. got, you've got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You're getting watered nine times. Oh, no, no, no. No, that's not right. You're watering nine times. Wow. Hey, and you're getting watered twice. Let's go. I'll take that. I'll take that. Bryce is watering you. Uh, and who else is watering you? Oh, I'm watering you. Yeah, I was going to say, my, I think the I lost Mel you. The Melvin Gordon trade. Or the Melvin the Gordon split. Uh, ranking. Yeah. 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 
So you got right on. You were right on Melvin Gordon. I was right on the other player, correct? Which we don't Mike need to Evans. name now. Yeah. Okay. You can name him now because we will talk about him coming yeah, up will. here in the in the draft results. Uh, anything else from the draft weekend that you guys? I appreciate. I will say I appreciate all the the love and support. Uh, I know you guys. I wish it was the one year. I feel like since we started, but really since Preston came down, that we all were going to get together and uh, planned to. And uh, of course, my babies had other plans, but uh, it was great. I'm glad. I'm glad everyone had a good time. Looking forward to next year. I hope we can do something similar or if we if we go somewhere happy to do that too but um it's i'm sad i missed the weekend but i was glad to spend the time with with you guys when i was able to it was it was still a lot of fun yeah yeah we agree anything else enough of that sappy crap yeah i know if you're if senior was on here he'd probably go on another five minutes about family and love and quality (laughs) time and Everyone, everyone, love everybody. I did. Yeah. I did almost. I almost started tearing up with David's freaking emotional post about he's, Jonathan's got two keepers for life or something like that. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah. How are, are so London is still in the NICU? Is that right? No. It's, so it's kind of a weird story. I'll, I'll keep it brief because there's still a lot of moving parts, but uh, it's weird. So. James came out first. He's baby a, um, and his, his hand kind of popped out of Katie when they made the incision. So let that sit in the graphic details. Uh, and so it caused some issues because he wasn't supposed to come out arm first. Uh, and so the, the doctor had to kind of re you know, kind of rearrange him and pull him out in a safe way, but that took some time. And so that put London in distress. So London had some breathing issues initially, and they Im- immediately took her to NICU while James seemed to be fine and doing well. And so we got to take James with us to our postpartum room. London went to the NICU immediately. So that that became an issue of like we couldn't have everyone in the same room at all at the same time. Uh, and we still haven't. Uh, and so we've been kind of splitting. We would split our time with who would go visit London and yada, yada. And everything was progressing with London and did. And she, she like just crushed NICU and got out uh, Wednesday, uh, Wednesday morning was discharged from NICU, put in our room and stayed with us one night. Uh, or maybe it was Tuesday. Sorry. Tuesday night. Um, that same day, James had some issues where he couldn't regulate his temperature. And so he ended up being admitted to NICU the exact same day that London was being released. So James slipped oh, into wow. NICU yeah, and his his thing is at this point. Fast forward to today, it's really just a matter of you know being able to eat uh, consistently and have the energy to eat. He he does well um, at times, and other times he struggles. So just working through some of that. But he's we saw him today. He was doing really well. So we're just hoping to uh, to keep the progression going. London's here at home with us and doing well. And uh, she already pooped in the bathtub when I was trying to bathe her. So that was great. <laughs> Uh, so she's she's already playing pranks on me uh it was pretty gross dude it was like we thought we thought it was like a fart <laughs> and we, we we had her covered with a warm towel we lifted it and it was just this green blob and i was like well now we got to drain the the tub so we did we cleaned it. We doing it in the bathtub yeah yeah so we did that was we've learned use the sink it's a lot easier which yeah. we're going to next time but 
we said, okay, we got it clean. Let's do it. She's still kind of in this, like, let's get her warm again. We put her back in the tub. No joke. Two minutes later, pooped again. And even a bigger poop. (laughs) So big that I just said, you know what? I just washed her bottom off and I was like, go clean her up in the, in the bedroom. I got to clean this whole thing. So she's playing pranks on us. She's having a good time. She's doing well. Um, but we'll, uh, I'll keep the, I'll keep the league up to date with, with James and how everything's going. But, um, so far he's, he's going in the right direction. We just got to day by day get there. So, yeah. Good. Um, so, yeah. But, uh, on to the draft where, uh, and I, I'll continue with some of my hospital stories there, but I'd like to, uh, I guess we can talk about the draft, go round by round, maybe highlight some of the best, some of the worst picks, yeah. some of the surprising picks. Let's, start, let's right? start at the top with the first pick. Oh my gosh! Do you? What was, what was your thought? I I okay. And did you see Jack, it live? Yeah, I saw it live. And I and Jackson's his own person. I think Jackson's got his own strategy. And listen, good for him. He's a champion. He's won before, so I can't knock him for that. But I could have bet I would have bet the entire world that Jamar Chase was the number one overall pick. And it's not because Joe Mixon isn't worthy of that. It's because Jamar Chase has just staying power, in my opinion, way beyond what what Mixon has. And so not only are you getting a potentially top five receiver this year, but probably for the next five to six years with Joe Burrow at quarterback where Mixon might have two to three years left. I mean, he might. I understand running back is uh, scarce and and king if you get a top ten guy, but man, I think from a from a keeper perspective, that was a mistake. And uh, especially, especially, which we'll get to here in a bit, with his strategy that he's already admitted to this year, which was trading away <laughs> Dalvin Cook. That those are two competing interests. Like if you're gonna look play for next year, you should have kept Chase or drafted Chase. I don't know. That was. I was still, regardless of the trade, I was still, sh- I was shocked by that. And I thought Ryan was probably super giddy to say, okay, I'll take Jamar Chase at number two. Oh, yeah. 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 I that was a great pick by Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was shocked too. I mean, we didn't, it really wasn't a big, no one made a big deal about it in the draft room, which was kind of surprising. It was just kind of like, okay, he picked Mixon, so obviously Bryant's choosing Chase, but it was a huge surprise. I don't know exactly what the rationale or reason, other than just running backs traditionally are right. a little safer bet. But um, what, what is interesting to me – well, sorry, go ahead, sir. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say what's interesting to me, and I think Ryan said this after the draft, is Ryan obviously went Chase at two, and then he went Samuel at at um, four, uh, four, right? And then if you actually look at his draft, I think he had what five receivers before he had two running backs. Is that right? <laughs> um, so before he had two, before he had two on his team, before he drafted two. Um, uh, who is this? Because I know he had uh, Harris. Oh yeah, because he traded for Cook. Um, I don't know. We can look right here. But was what was interesting after the draft? He said he got screwed up when Swift went three. Um, <laughs> um, and so he said that he wanted to go wide receiver, running back, and he thought it was too early to go with Connor or Fournette or Jones. I think, which I don't remember who he said specifically. 
So he went Debo, which was fine, but then it was interesting to see Ryan's draft strategy play out. And I think Ryan is the winner of the draft is what I'll say and start out with partly because of his draft capital and the places he was drafting and, you know, players like Chase falling to him. Yeah. But I did think it was interesting that he went so wide receiver heavy and you already see it in week one where he's got Gabe Davis on his bench. Yep. And, and I'm not sure that that might end up being the right play because right. Gabe Davis literally might be his fourth or fifth best receiver. Um, yeah. But if you looked prior to the trade for Cook, it, I just thought it was an interesting draft strategy that he decided to go wide receiver heavy um, or not go Lamar Jackson or – because I, I think he said he had Lamar first on his board from a qu- quarterback perspective. Yep. So, um, hmm. so, yeah, I thought that was interesting. But Ryan was also the one, I think, before the draft, I was talking to him. Oh, yeah, because I ended up riding with him after my dad took his car and I didn't have a ride back home. <laughs> Ryan took Mike uh, and, and my brother and myself, or Ryan and uh, my, sorry, Mike Staff took us, Bryce. And um, he was like, I think, I think Jackson's going to go running back. <laughs> this is what he told me like before the draft. And I go, you think so? And he goes, yeah, I don't know if it's Mixon or Swift, but I think he's going running back. <laughs> so wow. to hear him say that later, I thought was kind of funny. Because <laughs> there's only so many scenarios that can play out too. Right. When you got, you know, two of the first four. I think we talked about that. I think we, so, I think, I mean, we're, it's just three of us in here. and Everyone else has their own opinion in the league. I just thought that the first four guys were going to be the first four guys and you could have switched up the order in some way, shape or form. But I thought those are the top four guys and there was a big teardrop from there. Uh, maybe you could throw Tyreek Hill in there potentially. Um, but look at Chase Samuel and then Swift and Mixon. That was... That was the first four picks in every mock I did where I did it myself and it wasn't the stupid computer drafting Joe Burrow number two. Uh, <laughs> so, so useless. Uh, anyway, I, so I always played those four out. And then from then on, a lot of the same players went, but the order was so different um, from my mocks. So this that's where it gets interesting with Joey taking Connor at at, at five. I thought that was uh, that was a bit of a shock to me. I didn't think he would take Connor that high. Yeah. Yeah, having had Connor before, obviously, uh, he was solid last year, but I don't know. That seems very early to me. It was, I did not have him. I had most of those guys in the first round, all those guys in the first round ahead of Connor. So, all the, all of the running backs, or did you, are you talking about up until Fournette? No, you, no, no. Said... I had, I had, uh, no, I did not have Acres. I did have, I had Zeke ahead of Connor, though. Really? I think, I think, do you want to read think, the first round? Yeah. So, yeah. So, so going from first to 12, Mixon went first, then Chase, Swift, Samuel. We've covered that. Joey takes Connor at five. Then there was a long pause here. I remember this sitting in my uh my hospital room i was like what's what's going here what's happening at at six lo and behold tyree kill comes off the board i had you uh stewart and most mocks taking aaron jones and just running it back with him um but we'll put a pin in that because uh i think i know why you didn't uh later in the draft then aaron jones went immediately after him i i kind of thought um 
one of those two guys, like that was going to be the combination Jones to you and Hill back to my dad. I thought that was going to be the way it played out. That's how I did it in my mocks. Um, and then either Connor or Fournette almost always dropped to me. Uh, but Fournette went next. So all three of those running backs, I was targeting one of them, hoping one of them would fall to me. Uh, but it goes Hill, Aaron Jones, Leonard Fournette. Then I'm on the clock. And I didn't panic, but I kind of didn't plan to take Evans until I did. I actually thought Evans would might be off the board. Um, so I took Evans and I immediately said, okay, now I'm just going to take shots at running backs uh, pretty much the rest of the draft. Uh, then it goes Cam Akers, which was a bit of a shock to me only because I've owned Akers. Um, and look, he was the guy for the Rams in the playoffs last year slash the Super Bowl, but he wasn't impressive. And so that was my only concern with him was, is the Achilles just going to affect him for the rest of his playing career? And so the, obviously <laughs> seeing, seeing the Thursday Man. night game, yeah, it doesn't look good. Yeah. I thought Akers would go in the second. I was glad that he went in the first. I had Akers as a third round pick on my board. Um so, so then you've got you've got Pittman at at eleven and Zeke at twelve. Zeke at twelve, Just which I I actually had Zeke going to senior in most of my mocks because I actually always thought he would make it to the twelve, and then I said he won't make it past twelve. So I had him as a first rounder, but I had him going to senior every time. Yeah, but you had him okay. So you had him ahead of Connor, is what you're saying. Did you think he would fall um, to someone else before senior? Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, I just, in my rankings, I had, I had Zeke ahead of Connor just because, I mean, part of it's just cause I had Connor before. And so I, it's <laughs> part of the, the right is. <laughs> yeah. And partly the same reason that I didn't draft Jones, you know, and I really struggled with, with that. Cause I usually would tend to go running back over wide receiver, but I had had Jones, I had Jones last year and, and I mean, he was fine. He, he, he's an awesome running back, but um, AJ, you know, the, the, his split time with Dylan and Dylan getting some of those uh, touchdowns and stuff like that. I was like, man, I'm, I'm not going to do it again. I'm going to switch it up. I've always loved Tyreek. I like to just watch Tyreek. And so I was like, well, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Tyreek. See, and then I end up drafting uh, Tua a little later because you never know that that stack could work out. The Tua Tyreek stack could be the new uh, Mahomes, uh, Kelsey Mahomes Tyreek stack. So if I did, Stuart, I told Stuart before the draft because we were watching Tyreek Hill vi- uh, videos in the golf cart together. <laughs> I was like, if I didn't have Jalen Waddle already, I would have probably taken Tyreek at three. I just, I love Tyreek. I think I actually, so my zero RB strategy, because it was going to, I, I kind of did it with Evans. I, it was always Hill dropping to me. So, Stuart, I never had you taken Tyreek. I think I maybe had one mock. I tried it, but I always thought Stuart would default to running back with one of those guys still there. Yeah. So I kind of yeah. I had you pegged for that. I I was really surprised to see you go Tyreek. I think that's what messed up my uh messed up my early drafting strategy was you taking Tyreek. So you're excited about him, huh? I'm excited. Yeah. We'll see. They, we'll it's see how it goes. Yeah, it's the same coordinator that why Debo was so good last year. They're going to find ways to get him the ball. It's really a question about Tua. 
And I think two has shown enough in preseason that, uh, and through Alabama, I mean, he had a good deep ball in Alabama. He just hasn't shown it in the pros, but Tyreek, uh, you know, he gives you a catch radius when he beats someone so bad <laughs> that I think uh, I could throw. Uh, so with Aaron Jones, I was actually, I had Aaron Jones ahead of Fournette and Connor, and I, but I never had Jones dropping to me. I just had, was yeah. always hopeful. I think with Aaron Jones, I, I don't disagree with you, Stuart. I actually think A.J. Dillon was a heck of a, a draft pick um, later. I, I it, it was the one thing that I was looking at, like silver lining. If I don't get Jones, I can target Dillon. But Jones, to me, I don't think they have that many weapons in Green Bay outside of the two running backs. So I think they're going to, similar to what you just said about Tyreek, they're going to manufacture touches for Jones too. I think they're going to do it out of the slot maybe and maybe just kind of just different ways to mix in the run game. And I don't, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to want Aaron Jones on the field. So I, that's how, that's how I saw Aaron Jones. I think his running, or excuse me, his touchdown uh, upside was limited because of AJ Dillon. But I think he like for me, for what I needed for my team, I needed a really steady running back. I thought he would fit that role. So I was excited about him. And then when he went and then all the other running backs went where Connor Fournette are more like touchdown guys. Right. So yeah. The second those guys went, I was like, man, I I don't want to do Akers or Elliott. I didn't like any of the other running backs. I think it was way too early for them. So then I, I turned around and said, well, I'll take Mike Evans. And I sat there and I said, I said to myself, I I would love to hear what's going on in the draft room right now. Did they think that that was a dumb pick? Were they surprised? Were they was shocked? Was anybody yeah, was disappointed? I, I kind of thought Mike was might be disappointed that Evans didn't drop to him. Um, Cause I kind of had him going, I had staff will take in Evans almost every time if, if you got to him, but uh, what was, what was the, what was the vibe in there? Were you guys the only ones that were shocked or were there other people that were going, I was oh, man, shocked. Evans. I, yeah, I thought I wasn't shocked. You were a receiver. I was surprised at the receiver he took. Okay. Um, who would you, who, were you thinking Pittman? I was thinking Pittman. I would have pegged you for Pittman who went. So to he was, later. he was the, uh, he was the guy I was going back and forth on, and I thought it was too early for Pittman. I always had Pittman drop into the second round, but then I always had him go into Ryan or you. So I was like, man, if I want Pittman, I got to take him here. But I just, I looked at the early. Well, that or I thought you were going to go tight end. Yeah, so tight end was always, I actually played a couple times in the draft taking Pitts or Andrews to see what my team looked like, and I never, I always thought I was weak somewhere else because i just didn't think i had enough of an advantage at tight end to justify you are it weak. <laughs> i've really thought about Pitts though from a keeper perspective if he yeah. is if he is who he is like who we think he is it's gonna be awesome but so so evans to me the upside is you know uh godwin is not gonna be 100 if he's on the field at all the first few games i just thought i think he's gonna hog a bunch of targets from Tom Brady. I don't think Tom Brady has the same weapons with Gronk on too. So I think Evans is going to have a ton of touchdowns and he's just going to, he's my third receiver. So I can afford kind of some bumpy games with him. And so that was kind of my logic behind it where Pittman, I think I really think Pittman's going to be a top 12 guy, but I don't think he'll have the same boom games that Evans might have where I think Jonathan Taylor is going to take a lot of the touchdowns away from him. Um, that was just my tiebreaker was I wanted someone who could get big games for me in that flex spot. So that was, yeah. that was my, 
that was my thought. Yeah, I mean Evans was right right there in my rankings. It, it's not a bad pick. I was just surprised by it. I just ne- I never took him in a mock, and then I took him. It really it kind of shocked me. I was not a I was not comfortable with it going into the next round. But I said, you know what, yeah. you gotta gotta adapt. So um, you want to go to the next round? Well, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say the Acres pick. Obviously, we're we have hindsight of the first game here and him getting three carries for zero yards. Um, I, I like the call, you know, the Los Angeles Rams running back generally is that's a good team. I think there's better days ahead for Cam makers here. <laughs> well, there has to be, it can't be worse than 0.3. Um, but I do like calling your shot and, you know, and picking a guy and believing in an offense, which is what Mike did too. So. so that's how I've always felt about the 49ers as well. And we'll get yeah. to that in the next round, but that I do think when you don't, when you can't get a top 10 workhorse guy, you have to do that. You have to say the system works. And I think this is the guy. Uh, and so, yeah, I agree with you. I just think acres didn't look right at the end of the year last year. And I think Henderson was actually better than people remember. So I was glad to, to have sniped him later in the draft, but moving so, into the second. Oh, go ahead. Stuart. Well, Hang on. Uh, yeah. In the first round, um, let's fast forward uh, seven weeks from now and we're looking okay. back at this draft the, we're looking back at this draft board in the first round and we're saying man i can't believe they picked that guy in the first round potentially acres i'm guessing just from the first week we would probably say him but is there anyone else that you would say wow i can't believe that guy was drafted in the first round uh so I'm going to say this. Um, I don't think it was a bad pick because I don't I don't think like I think Zeke, but he's the last pick in the first round. So that's kind of a cop out. But yeah, but I'll say but it's not because um, I, I just think the Cowboys offensive line is going to be I the second that uh, Tyron Smith went down and then they had all these moving parts there. I, I was scared off of all the Cowboys. I really was. I was I had Dak kind of high as like my fallback quarterback and then i moved him down on my board like right after that so zeke was a, a non-starter for me but if if he's healthy he's gonna be good i don't know I, if he's, I just don't i was know. asking people before the before the draft over or under 10 touchdowns for zeke i mean to give you an idea if that's the line if he's scoring 10 touchdowns he's just gonna be just fine and i do think he's the goal linebacker. we'll see obviously um that see, was the same that got connor you know, a top season last year's the that touchdown. Was, that's what I was going to comp him to was Connor. I just think I like the Cardinals offense more on a consistent basis to score like higher, higher scoring games than the Cowboys. I could be definitely wrong about that. The Cowboys have a ton of firepower as right. well. But so I just, I, I, so I see Connor and Elliot the same. I just think Connor, I would rather have Connor than Elliot. I, that was just, so it's interesting, Stuart, you said that, that you would have, you had Elliot over Connor. I have the the opposite. I, I was going to throw a water bet out to you on that. Assuming we'd have to craft it, right? Because they're both injury guys. <laughs> well, so that's what yeah. I, well, you can craft it. What I was going to say while you think about what that might be to answer your question, Stuart, was the interesting thing about all of the first round picks is every single one of these guys has been really, really productive at any point in their career, at certain points in their career with the exceptions of Akers. Right. Normally what you'll see in the first round is you get a guy where they, they're being really hyped or they've got some upside or it's a projection moving forward. With the exception of Akers, all these guys have actually done it. 
Now, some of them have done it for shorter stints because of injury, um, but they've done it, right? Um, Debo Samuel's done it. Connor's done it. Tyreek's done it. Jones has done it. Fournette. What did did Pittman finish? I think he's probably got the least proven track record and and probably the most question mark given that it's a different quarterback, but it's usually that's usually in his favor because he's going from Wentz to Ryan. So right, maybe so that's, that's what I was say. Akers yeah. and Pittman are the two that kind of fit that bill. If you want to look back, who haven't done it. So the only other guy, I mean, all the other guys, you're going to be saying right. they get hurt, but we're not talking about injuries here. Um, I think you're talking about just not performing. You know, like last year for me, it was Allen Robinson with the tenth pick or whatever it was. Yeah, and that was sorry, or the eleventh pick. Um, that was obviously a bad pick, but. <laughs> Using the same logic I just said, he was an he was an established player too. So right. that could happen to one of these guys. Um, I actually I had Elliot and Connor back to back as well um, in my rankings too, for whatever it's worth. If you're forming up a bet, yeah. And the other thing to your point, David, is if you other than probably Swift, if you look at this, other than Swift, all these other guys that were taken are on like pretty top end offenses too so like you have the kind of the the built-in narrative of they're on a good offense and they're a main reason why like swift is just going to get a ton of work and they might be better than than you think i think they finished pretty well last year but i mean bengals 49ers cardinals the dolphins should have a good offense this year um i mean cowboys so you look at these guys the rams they they're they're good offenses and you taking good players on them just hoping that they happen to, to, to pan out. So, yep. Okay. That's a good question though. I, I if I had to, if I had to really answer, I'd say acres um, just because I think his Achilles, but um, if I was taking someone else besides acres, it'd be Zeke. Okay. All right. Second round real quick. We'll go through this and try not to spend too much time on the whole draft, but I was a little shocked that ETN went this high I actually in a lot of my drafts had Brees Hall right here who dropped to pick number 23 uh, but we'll go through it and then um, we'll kind of analyze each one so Travis Etienne went to Bryce at 13 then the two tight ends Mark Andrews and Kyle Pitts went back to back with Ryan and David taking those respectively then Bryce had his next pick with DJ Moore I think I almost always had that pick for Bryce so that was a that fell right in line Joey taking Josh Jacobs was a bit of a surprise to me. I didn't think he'd go running back, running back, running back to start, um, but he also didn't start the draft with a running back. So that was interesting. Uh, David got Cortland Sutton, who in a lot of mocks was dropping way further than this. So I was, I was interested. I mean, I don't think it was a bad pick at all. Um, and in fact, with Jerry Judy going to the next pick, I think it was a good pick um, if you wanted him. <laughs> I think Denver was yeah, going yeah. next. <laughs> I actually was planning on taking Brees Hall there. Um, oh, but really? I actually, yeah, but I once I got hit, I was going to take Brees and Cortland Sutton. They, those were always my picks because I didn't think Pitts was going to fall. Um, and uh, once I got Pitts, I was like, man, I've got two young guys, and I think Brees Hall is going to take some time before he's good. And Cortland Sutton can get me wins you know, pretty quickly, I think, starting yeah. week one here. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I, I wanted Sutton. That's what it was. I figured it was me getting my guy. And, yeah, I felt better once Judy went with the very next pick. Yeah. Yeah, Judy went right after to my dad, who is a an avid Bronco fan. 
Uh, Keenan Allen went next to Stewart. Um, I think I had Keenan going earlier in a lot of drafts, and I think that I think I had him going to Joey. Um, that was a great pick. Yeah. So Keenan dropping to you with that offense. I just thought maybe that Keenan, uh, the Keenan Allen, uh, Justin Herbert stack made sense for Joey, but he obviously had different plans. Uh, then that left me with there was that running or the excuse me, the wide receiver run after that or early in that that round so that left me with my guy elijah mitchell i was very happy and every mock he fell here to me and every mock i took him here uh including if i did like a a true um i mean a true uh zero rb strategy um which is just load up on receiver and and take shots later so uh, elijah mitchell dropping there i love him i I was surprised you took him too really yeah there at least you would have taken so obviously you would have taken Brees Hall over Mitchell. Would you have taken Dobbins over Mitchell? No, I would have taken Dylan. Oh, okay. See, I, I, I didn't. Thought, I thought Mitchell might have dropped. Is maybe what I was saying. Same thing. If if you wanted him and he was your guy, go get him. Never fault anyone for that. Yeah. So here's the problem. Mitchell would have had to drop to the fourth round for me. I didn't have a third round pick. No, you didn't have a third. Okay. So that's what crushed me there was I I I loved Mitchell. I wasn't as confident in Dylan, and I I knew Dylan would drop further, um, which he did. But I thought he would drop further than 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 that. So I take mm-hmm. Mitchell. Then this was the one that I was like, th- got me to drop my jaw. Juju Smith Schuster. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I just don't believe like if you want to talk, you want me to you want to ask that same question you asked Stuart about which guy should was drafted too early. Smith Schuster, I don't think should have been taken to the top four or five rounds. I get it. He's on the Chiefs. He's probably the most seasoned receiver on the Chiefs. But besides Kelsey, obviously, but come on, like the guy has his knee drain like every day now. I just oh, Joey's draft for me. This was Joey's fourth pick. And Joey has, you know, he has a really good team. He's going to be pretty high in my power rankings. We'll see in a second. Um, Obviously, because he had so many picks. But I just, you know, there's guys you like and guys you want on the team. Like Cortland Sutton, I might have reached for him, but I love Cortland Sutton this year. I wanted him on my team, right? And all the guys that Joey drafted for me were like, eh. (laughs) They'll probably be good. They'll be fine. And, like, good for him. But I'm just like, eh. I mean, it's Connor, it's Fournette, it's Jacobs, and Juju. It's it's bad value picks, too. I I think you could have got all those guys at different spots. Fournette was a good pick. I mean, Fournette was a good value to me. I mean, that was about where we should have gone. But the other guys, they just, I was just like, eh, you know, that's where you're supposed to pick them. But like after doing it four times in a row for me, I was just like, eh. Yeah, I didn't. So Jacobs, I, so Stuart, it's kind of the same thing with you with Aaron Jones, but even worse. Like I had Josh Jacobs. I knew I didn't want any part of him, even though I think the Raiders offense will be good this year. But I've seen with Josh McDaniel coming over. So him, you got Juju Smith Schuster who changed teams. Like just so many question marks with these guys that he's taking. And I was so confused. I was like, I really wanted to be in the draft room when that happened to see what guys were saying. I think they're all really just solid guys, honestly. Like, I think they're going to be good, and it's going to give him a really strong baseline. But I just I don't, don't think it's a ceiling. It's just a really I mean, low ceiling. Maybe Fournette and Connor when they go multiple touchdown games, which they can do. But, like, where he was drafting those guys, there were guys with higher ceilings. You're right. Yeah. 
Well, then, then the next two in that second round were Brees Hall and J.K. Dobbins. I was really shocked that Brees Hall dropped that far, and yeah. I get it. Once, once, uh, so Etn and Josh Jacobs were the were the ones that I thought should have been potentially Brees Hall. Um, I still would have taken Mitchell. Obviously, I took Mitchell over Hall, um, but just just because I like the 49ers offense better than the Jets offense, I think if you know in a vacuum, Brees Hall is probably a better player, especially long term. Um, but Brees Hall dropping there and then, uh, JK Dobbins going at 12. I actually thought the narrative fit well for Joey to take Dobbins again in the second round and kind of have his kind of sweet revenge on everybody. Cause he, he drew the short stick in Vegas and he drew, he drafted him and then he tore his ACL and then David drew, drafted Gus Edwards and then he tore his ACL. So I, I get it. Nobody wants to have a Baltimore Raven running back, but I thought JK Dobbins, for for the value that Zeke is at twelve, I thought J.K. Dobbins at twenty four was a really good pick, in my opinion. Okay, I, I thought you were going to go the other way. No, I think I think I really like Dobbins. I think if Dobbins is healthy, I feel I like think, he got a lot of negative reaction with that pick. If I remember really? correctly, at the draft. Really? Is it yeah, just because he's, he's not playing? Yeah. yeah, you know, you don't I, know when he's going to play. You, you you here's the thing. You know that the Baltimore running back is going to have value. It's the same argument for acres. It's, it's just, you gotta, you gotta take a stab at a guy like that. And if it hits, that's how senior won the, the championship last year. He did it with Fournette, and he did it with, uh, I'm on other... yeah. I mean, he got guys that people kind of had question marks on and he hit on them. And I think Dobbins fits that bill as well. So for sure. I think, I think, uh, ETN was a bigger question mark to me than, than Dobbins. That's how I felt about it. I was shocked by the ATN pick that high. Uh, yeah, apparently. Did Bryce say that that's who he was anticipating there, or was that just a... That's, I'm, who, he, that's who we wanted, uh, in my understanding. And Bryce can correct us on the chat here, but um, that that is one thing I wanted to talk about was the, the trade where Bryce got... Um, what picks was it? It was the ETN pick, and then it was... Uh, was, it, uh, was it my pick at 2.4? Or did he already have that one? Why can't I find it? Uh, um, was it his third round pick, 3.9? Yes. Amon Rossi Brown, I think is what it was. An ETN for for Debo Samuel. It was essentially yeah. what he came down to when you put names to it. So yeah. I think he was pretty happy with that, if I recall. But, um, hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, if he, was, if he liked ETN that much and he wanted to trade back, I, I mean, kudos to him for getting... Amon Ross St. Brown in addition to that. So that was my that when he made that comment, in my mind, that was that was kind of an indication that he was going Brees Hall. I thought Brees Hall was falling to him. I thought he was falling to him at 13 because I had him going in the top of the second round every time. And so for Lewis to get him, I thought Lewis did well. Between Pittman and Hall, I thought Lewis had a good draft to start. Um I didn't have either one of those guys on Lewis's team. Um, mm. And that that really threw me for a loop. And then ETN going there was just something I didn't anticipate seeing. So asking the same question Stewart asked earlier, we look back seven weeks from now. Smith Schuster <laughs> is Juju. I a lot of question marks in this round for sure. I think it's yeah. I think it's either Juju or Josh Jacobs, which are both Joey's picks. <laughs> so I think the, those to me are probably the biggest question mark. I mean, I'll say this. I, what about Judy? In my, in my yeah, I, I was going to mention him, Judy. I actually had uh, Etn higher, just because I 
I mean, I know Brees Hall is going to be good, but again, just thinking about the Jets' offense, I'm, right? And it's not—it's not a fair comparison. I know times have changed, and it's not the same team and all that kind of stuff. But even just looking at like Le'Veon Bell going from the Steelers' offense to the Jets, like he was just a completely different player on the Jets, and so it's hard to—it's hard to get excited. And what's his name? Who was? Uh, the hype guy last year for the Jets, who would uh, Michael Carter, Michael Carter, right? Yeah. I mean, I know I know that Brees Hall is better than Michael Carter, but still, there was a lot of kind of energy and excitement around Carter, and he didn't do anything either. So, I like I like the ETN pick. I mean, I do. It, that was a little earlier than I had him too, but I probably would have taken ETN over Jacobs, Hall, or Dobbins personally. So, okay. Um, Okay, that's fair. I would have taken I would have taken ETN over Jacobs and I think that's it. I think I would have taken uh man, I think if ETN was there with Mitchell, that would have been a tough one for me. I probably would have taken Mitchell, but I I think I would have taken Dobbins over over ETN. So that's kind of conf- conflicting cuz I I'm ta- I'm talking myself yeah. out of out of Mitchell, but I I just I think I like the the offense of the 49ers better than Jacksonville and uh I just think Dobbins, if he's healthy, is going to be really, really good. So it's interesting. Yeah. I would have taken uh, Brees Hall and then AJ Dillon. That was my rankings. Wow, and, dude. Okay. Let me say. Let me tell you this. Dylan in the third round. We'll get to it here in a second. I think Dylan could be the steal of the draft if he ends up being like the Eddie Lacy. Slap. I mean, that's a bad comparison because they're not the same player. But just thinking back to like the big running back for the Packers. He gets a bunch of touchdowns. I, I think that could be Dylan. He could be the yeah. the young version of Leonard Fournette. He catches the ball. I mean, I, I really like Dylan. I just didn't want to take him that early. That was my, I mean, I don't know. We'll see where Mitchell and Dylan stack up at the end of the season. If Mitchell stays healthy, I feel like I, he. I, I like Mitchell as a talent better in that offense. I just don't trust Mitchell to stay healthy. That's true. Like, that's fair. And if you go back and look at a per game, if you look at Mitchell on a per game basis, I think he was a top 10 running back or close to it. Um, but you have to supplement the the seven games that he misses, which is a challenge. So. Right. Yeah. I, I love was Mark thinking. Andrews. I like the Mark Andrews pick. Yeah. That's probably my favorite pick of the second round. Just because I, 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 th- I thought he might go in the first. So yeah. the fact that Ryan got him in the second, that's a huge, it's a huge pick yeah. for him. I'm telling you, I, the guys with the, so I kind of thought Joey would do something like that. Um, I definitely had Ryan going Andrews, but I think the guys that had multiple picks in that round, I think that's where you t- can take a shot at the difference makers at those onesies positions. So whether it's quarterback or tight end and Pitts was definitely, I'm excuse me. Andrews was definitely number one. I think this season uh, going into this season, Pitts could overtake him this year, but um, yeah. yeah, those are both good, both good picks in that position. I was uh, a little surprised Keenan Allen fell, fell to me. I had Keenan Allen above uh, DJ Moore, Sutton, and Judy. So the fact that he Keenan Allen, Allen fell to me, I was like, man, I'll take him. Yeah, so DJ Moore, he's always been – that's a talent thing. He's always been super talented. The question mark is, does Baker put him over the edge? Like, can Baker make him a top 15 yeah. guy? I don't know. I think I think I struggled getting there with DJ Moore. Uh, I think it's more the same. I think he's going to be a good yardage guy and low touchdown guy. I, I think that's kind of who he is until he gets a quarterback that's more prolific. Uh, Sutton, I really really like. I I think he came on 
strong as the draft uh, season approached because I, I in a lot of mocks I was taking him in like the fifth or sixth round earlier this year. He so was, was like, really low on sleeper. Yeah, and every time I kept looking, I was like, he is not going in the fifth round. It would be dumb. I'd be, you know, again, just five picks in, and I see Sutton still on the board. I was like, this is stupid. Um, but anyway, that that's also because sleeper was uh, jacked up at the quarterback position. It was there like five of them would go in the first two rounds. Uh, so I like Sutton at Keenan to me is the guy that is the most solid sure thing in this round. I, th- I think he's going to be, he's on a good offense. He's a, he's going to have a hundred catches probably. Um, his touchdowns are the only thing that were the thing for me that was yeah. like, he doesn't have the upside, but you know, that's not, you know, that doesn't mean he's not going to be really, really good. He's going to be a good, good player this year. So let me ask this. There's a lot of upside picks in this round. For sure, a lot more risk taken. If one of those players hits, who is the best player in this round? Oh, I Kyle think I got Pitts. Three answers. I think Kyle Pitts. I I I flirted with Kyle Pitts in that first the first round, but I just I thought it was too early. Um, dude, if Pitts is who he is, he's receiver at tight end. That's yeah. to me like. And he had the numbers last year. He just didn't have the touchdowns, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so what did he score? One. He scored one touchdown, right? Yeah. So if he just gets some, but he had a, a, over a thousand yards, I think. Receiving. Yeah, he had a thousand yards, but I think he had one touchdown on the season. Yeah. So if he just adds some touchdowns to that, if he I just would gets agree to with six. Pitts. Yeah, I think yeah. Pitts is the guy. I feel um, like I, I feel like a league winner in this round if they hit. We're talking about ceiling. It's Brees Hall. Mm. Yeah. I just don't. I don't believe it with the Jets. I don't I'm with see him hitting. I, I think that's why he fell towards the back. Yeah. If you're just talking about ceiling. I feel like it's going to be his show. Whereas ETN, I don't know if ETN ever takes the full load with what's his name, James Robinson there. Yeah. And I so think, got, yeah. running back, and Dobbins might be the same. It's Brees Hall and Dobbins for me if they really hit those running backs who are full workhorses. Um, and Dob- maybe it's Dobbins because Baltimore is a better offense. I see ETN as a poor man's Aaron Jones. Yeah. Like, I think he's going to be solid and good. I just don't think he's going to have a ton of upside with touchdowns. But, you know. So how surprised yeah. were you that no quarterbacks went this round, Stewart? I'm, I was shocked. Me too. I was. Uh, it was interesting to see the discipline thought, that our league had in that. I, I thought someone I would thought, go Kyler. I thought for sure Lamar or Kyler would go in the second yep. round. Well, I thought there was a chance that one of them could go in the first. So. The fact that they both made it to the third is uh, was shocking to me. We had the problem is for the four of our guys kept a quarterback, and we know that doesn't preclude them from picking another one in the first round. But yeah. but I I kind of thought once we got past, uh, jo- well so yeah that was the thing. Joey had multiple picks, and Ryan had early picks. And then if you get to the back of the draft, you had Lewis and Senior with with it. So what it was really me or Staffel to go quarterback, kind of based off of where the drop off was. And I was never going to go quarterback, so I was like, if if Staffel doesn't go Lamar, it's not happening. I don't know. Yeah, and then yeah. Joey, who has a quarterback, goes Correct. quarterback first. <laughs> but the, it's hard to fault him for that value that he got okay. there. So this is where being in the hospital. I, I had no idea that Joey drafted Lamar. I just saw that Lamar went off and I wasn't paying attention to who took him. So what the heck? He took Lamar, <laughs> Lamar Jackson in the third. Yeah. With, with Herbert. 
with Herbert as his keeper. Yeah. What's he doing? <laughs> oh, he's trading him at some point here. I, I get that. Um, is he trying to just leverage that into a first round pick again next year and just trying to keep this gravy I mean, train rolling for him? And if he can get a first for it, it sounds like a good deal. It is. But he's hurting himself, you know, obviously with some wins until that happens. Golly. Were you surprised uh, Lamar over Kyler? Not I really. I had Lamar higher. Not really. Yeah. I think the narrative of him playing for a contract and he's already done it before. I don't know. It's It, w- it had, wouldn't shock me, though, that Kyler beats him this year. I had him back to back, but I would have preferred Lamar. I mean, I got Kyler. I was thrilled to get Kyler in the third round. If you get a healthy Lamar, you're getting a running back and a quarterback. Like, that's yeah. that's to me, yeah. that's the difference. So, so let's uh, just go favorite and worst pick in the third round to kind of speed this up. Okay. Yep. Uh, worst pick. And most surprising non-pick, I should say. Worst pick to me was Amari Cooper. I don't like any part of the Browns passing game. Um, best pick is tough. I think I gotta say Kyler. Or I gotta say Kyler. I did not see Kyler slipping to David all the way back there. That one kind of caught me off guard. Although AJ Dillon, I, I I'll I'll go back. I'll go AJ Dillon. I think AJ Dillon's gonna have a good season. So worst pick Cooper, best pick AJ Dillon. What say you? Yeah, I really wanted Dillon in the third round, um, and he went three picks before me. And Je- and Bryce said that he would have picked him ahead of me too. So I would have picked him if I had my original third round pick. Ryan picked Deontay Johnson in that spot. Yeah, no. So I love- he- he would have taken whatever quarterback, but it did start the quarterback run because within what 10 picks, you had five quarterbacks go. Yep. Yeah. Jackson, Murray, Wilson, Hurts, Burrow. Wilson going ahead of Hurts was surprising. Um, but that was Jackson getting his guy. <laughs> getting your guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the Cooper was the was a surprising pick. Um I thought Mike Williams was a was a good pick. Um for senior, kind of an upside yep. pick there. Um, and then, yeah, Lamar, I mean, Lamar falling at 3-8, I just think the value there, it's hard to argue that not being the, the top pick. Yeah, the only uh, reason I said Kyler was because he went later than, yeah, he went later than Lamar, but they're the same. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I, I was thrilled to get Kyler at 3-10. I thought for sure Preston was going to take him once <laughs> once Dylan and Jackson went off the board, but he went on by Ron St. Brown. So. I'm just so glad you called him Preston. That's all that matters to me. <laughs> oh, shoot. Bryce. Bryce, Bryce Preston. Bryce Preston. Oh, you know. I would say I would say Kyler to me was the best pick in that round. And I'm gonna kinda go out on a limb and just say again, I hate that I feel like we're picking on Joey, but Man, you are gonna pick did, Darren Waller, aren't you? I did not like the Waller pick. I've had Waller before, he's had Waller before. I was just surprised. I mean, you never know. I mean that guy's a beast, so when he's healthy He's good, but that's a big question mark in the third round. I don't follow him for that because that was his sixth pick, too. So, I mean, he Um, he just was literally out of other positions to fill. So, I don't don't mind that. But Lamar is more of a question mark to me. I mean, obviously, it's a great value, but he had other needs, you could argue. Um, The one interesting pick to me that I do want to point out, and I kind of mentioned it earlier, was Ryan 
at three, four, he picked Deontay Johnson. Um, and this is where he picked his fourth receiver before having, uh, I guess, had AJ Dillon. He could have had AJ Dillon as his back. Yeah. Um, he could have picked one of the quarterbacks and it would have been appropriate value there. In my opinion, get yeah. the third. he said he liked Lamar. You know, um, that's funny you say that because in my mocks, I had Deontay go into Stewart where Keenan Allen was. So, mm-hmm. and it's because Keenan went earlier. It wasn't because you picked him over Keenan, but that's where I, I had Deontay going there. I just uh, don't know what he's playing Deontay with Devontae, Chase. Right. Well, him and Joey have similar strategies. They just loaded up on the best players. They, I mean, what they think well, are the best players. And then, well, that too, and then he didn't have a quarterback. And so he's, I think he picked him with the intent of potentially trading him. And there's obviously value there. But he didn't have a quarterback. You had no quarterbacks taken at that point. And if you're going to pick two positions where you have it, quarterback's the one to do it because quarterbacks always return on their value, at least historically in the league. Yeah. We're going to get to week six, and someone's not going to have a quarterback, and they're going to trade for a quarterback. And it's yeah. going to cost what it costs. Yeah. If he's a top 10 guy, you yeah, you can trade him so, easily. So okay. I didn't love that, love that pick, but obviously, I mean, Deontay – I didn't mind Deontay in the third round at all. I just didn't I was, like where he was with where his team was constructed. I was a little surprised by the DK pick, but then I looked at Daniel's team and realized he needed a receiver. And if DK's, you know, DK can have those big boom games, even with uh, what's his face at quarterback. Um, due to Gino. Broken draw, Gino. I so, probably would have taken Hollywood over DK at that. I probably would have as well. Just because I've owned DK and I know even with Russ, like he had his really low games. Um, So as your as your wide receiver one, he's going to have some shaky starts, but he could have some real big boom games, too. And with his two running backs, I mean, maybe he can afford that. So I thought that was interesting. But someone had to take a shot at Metcalf. He could he could turn out to be just fine. Okay, let's go fourth round real quick. And then after that, just any pick after that. Okay. Fourth round. Well, we already covered the Wilson Hurts uh, first two picks off the fourth. Joe Burrow. Oh, my gosh. So Joe Burrow, um, the last quarterback taken in this round. I thought he was misvalued in sleeper, and I don't know if he was still the top ranked quarterback when I, I, I didn't even have the quarterback tab pulled up when I was drafting. Was Burrow still like the number one ranked quarterback by was it by ADP? Yeah. Um, yeah, he was. I just didn't get that. I, I again, I love Burrow, but Hurts, Wilson, Jackson, and Murray all have running in their game, and Burrow doesn't. So I thought that was interesting. And then for him to go there, I thought he could have waited um, and gotten one of these other guys, whether it was a running back or a receiver in that round. But he went Burrow. He he planted his flag. Gabe Davis to me was a really good pick. Obviously, he panned out well week one. But I forgot that in the playoffs he had like four touchdowns in a game. It was the uh, last, it was the last game they played. Yeah, <laughs> prior to the one they played on Thursday. Yeah, yeah I yeah. almost picked Gabe Davis over Godwin. That was close for me. So Godwin, huh? What do you think about that? Do you feel you feel like he's gonna be back on the field in no time? Or I mean, if obviously if he's back to himself, you got to steal. But if he's if he misses six games, are you? Do oh, you feel yeah, about already, pick? He's a game time decision for week one. So, I mean, I think he's going to be sooner. I don't think he's playing week one, um, but he's already got his knee brace off. I mean, 
He's a guy who had 1,100 yards in 13 games last year or 14 yeah. games, and then 1,400 the prior year to that. I mean, I thought I'm, he's uh, – I, I really like the – Okay, the let me rephrase it. Let me rephrase it. If he gets off to a, a pretty slow start where he basically is single-digit output for the first four, maybe even six games, which is a stretch, probably the first four games, call it the first month, do you feel like you got good value for him still, or do you feel yeah. like – if you would have told me that, I'd, I would have picked pick Davis ahead of him. Okay, but I I like him better than everyone else that was drafted in this round. So you put a little bit of bet on on his health to be to be back. Yeah, for okay. sure. That and Tom Brady. I think he's a favorite yeah. from a target perspective. I think Evans is the touchdown guy, but Godwin's the target guy. Fair enough. So Gibson, it's, a, it's my third receiver. So Gibson in the fourth. Um, I would have been would have been really interesting to see where Gibson actually landed if Robinson was not shot <laughs> in the leg. <laughs> uh, that was that was a funny story that uh, David informed me um, that Brian Robinson was out, and I had no idea that he yeah. was actually literally shot. And I said, I guess Gibson's shooting up the board. <laughs> and David goes, ha ha ha, and I go, what? <laughs> Because no, he was literally shot. I, yeah, I, I the comment was, I guess I'm taking Robinson off my board. Oh yeah. Which I actually still drafted him, so yeah. I was gonna say you actually drafted him, yeah. Yeah, I he's already and I didn't I didn't love that pick. Uh I <laughs> I had heard on some I it was either fantasy footballers or some something where they were talking about uh him being on the return, like returning kicks, and they're like that's not a good sign for your running back when they yeah. pick return. So, I think he asked though. Uh, he asked to do that, even though I think he? that they, yeah, but it's still not a good thing <laughs> in general. Yeah. But I, yeah, he'll be, he'll be I, fine. I need. I felt like I needed. Uh, I wanted to go running back again before I went receiver, and so he's your third running back though, right? So that's fine. You're not you're not yeah. having to depend on him, and if he turns out to be what he was last year, you got to steal, right? Uh, I thought the, I thought the Pierce pick. Uh, <laughs> did so you like that? Ed, I thought the Edward Solaire pick was. Uh, I did not have Ceh anywhere close to that spot. Um, just off of previous years, I think the I think the Pierce pick is. Uh, Somebody else would have done it if you wouldn't have. So yeah, I I'm think glad, he was I'm going. I think it was in the next three to four picks. I think senior would yeah. have taken him. Um, I looked at that again as like, you know, I I didn't get Dylan where I, I thought he might drop. Hopefully, I was hopeful. I knew he probably wouldn't. Um, and I was just glad that Gibson and Edwards Alaire went before Pierce. I just think Pierce is going to get a ton of work on a really, really bad offense, but he's just going to get a ton of work. And that's the kind of guy I need in that, in that slot. So, um, okay. Going, skipping ahead. Can I, can I tell you my fifth round, uh, conundrum real quick? So I, I draft Pierce and then I immediately shut my laptop and I go up to the NICU to see my daughter and uh, my uh, so Randall was with us, and so that's the reason I wanted to go up there so I could have him kind of take a look. He was, you know, obviously a, a ER nurse and a bunch of other things, and so he kind of knows the lingo. But I'm, he was like, "Let's go, let's go!" So I shut my laptop and I've got my phone on me. I'm drafting with my phone, and uh, I get up there, and 
the first thing the nurse says to me is, Hey, do you want to change your diaper? <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm sitting here going, of course, this is happening to me in the one round that I have two picks where it's kind of critical. I'm paying attention to like who's available and what's going to drop to me. And so I'm in the middle of changing my daughter's diaper for the first time and I panic and I go, that's it. I need quarterback Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was, that was my Tom Brady pick. Wow. That's amazing. It, yeah. I did a I was, similar NICU story where they asked me if I wanted to change their diapers and I actually said no. <laughs> <laughs> well, the problem was Randall was there and he goes, Oh yeah, he's got this. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Hey, hey, come on. Hey, just go ahead and change the diaper. It's a girl. It's easy. And I was like, no, it's not. So it was. uh, Yeah. And then uh, then I immediately got to my senses and I said, I need to go running back again. Um, Because really, ultimately, I I didn't know. I didn't know what uh, running backs would be after this round. And I needed another guy to kind of fortify the running back room. And and that's when I saw Chase Edmonds and I kind of reached for him a little bit, but. I'm glad yeah. I did because I I w- immediately received a trade offer for him um, from the guy who we think probably won the draft. Um, speaking of Deontay Johnson, he was floated to me. So I, I can confirm your notion that Deontay Johnson was immediately offered to me for uh, Chase Edmonds. Wow. So I, yeah. And uh, obviously I declined. Um, otherwise he'd be on my team right now, but, uh, I didn't need another receiver. That was my, that was my thing. So we, I was trying to th- look at that as another way to craft that trade and, uh, couldn't find a, anything to work that out. So, um, we'll see it. This could be the highest Edmonds value is all season, <laughs> or he could be, or he could be a, a, a solid high end RB two. We'll see. Mm, yeah. I wanted Edmonds with my next pick. So. Did you? Oh yeah, uh, you got him at five seven. I wanted him at six three. Okay, uh, he, he was a tier for me. So good job. What'd you think of uh, Ramondre Stevenson going before Damian Harris? What was that? How'd that go down? Back to back Patriots running backs. Uh, I, no one cared at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I think that summarizes how I feel about both those guys too. No one really. Yeah. Cared. <laughs> Uh, well, looking thought, at the rest of the Lewis, draft. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I thought Lewis. I thought Lewis was a little early with uh, Joey Bosa. Uh, there wasn't. Yeah, he was the first defensive guy off the board, and then there wasn't another defensive guy until the end of that. The end of the seventh. Oh no, beginning of the seventh. I'm so glad you said that looking back at that because the order that matters right so penny went first and i was actually hoping that penny dropped me at five four and when he came off the board that's when i panicked and took brady um, so i thought that yeah. that was a really good pick by senior i think penny's gonna be a very useful running back early on especially so if you know even if zeke doesn't work out for him or jk dobbins is hurt i think he's got a starting running back and and penny in a, in a probably a pretty heavy workload while he's healthy so that well, was a good pick. And going off of our random trivia that David yeah. put us on last time, uh, Mr. Efficiency yard, yards per carry, uh, yeah, pretty good. Well, to wrap up with for me on draft thoughts, the just picks I liked later in the draft, and I liked it when it happened too. I actually was targeting this guy, and you sniped me again on him, Jonathan, with running backs was Daryl Anderson. Yeah, uh, 
seventh round, seven four. Um, I really, really like that pick, and so that was kind of one that stood out to me. On, and I'll end at that. If I didn't, if I didn't own him last year, I don't think I would have picked him. I just remember him being really solid, and then he had a couple of games where he had multiple touchdowns. So I know it's in his game. I know. I the thing is, I had the luxury. I have the luxury of benching him this year compared to last year, and seeing kind of how the Acres thing plays out. And so it looks like he's the guy over Acres for now, but who knows? I could flip as well. So that was a good pick, uh, Stuart. What what was your favorite late pick? I, I saw you went Cole Komet. Were you excited about that pick, or were you just saying I'll take the next tight end that's available at that no, point? No, I had him as uh, kind of a deep tight end guy, and I that's a, I think this is the latest I've gone without having a tight end. Uh, I, I usually yeah, you, go for it, you know, remember the tight end. Usually so, the first two uh, rounds, that's all you do is tight end, tight end. And, I, and he's the only tight end I drafted too, which is all, it's very surprising. So no, I yeah. mean, I don't love him, but I did have him as kind of a deep, yeah. not sleeper necessarily, but just kind of a deep, a deep guy that he, could, that could be good. I feel like he's a guy that you've, if you hit on him, you're very happy. And if not, you can cut him and feel really good about it too. <laughs> Like yeah, I'll just I'll just go find someone else that happens to be producing. So yeah, didn't didn't, didn't hate that pick actually. I thought it was a good one. I uh, probably my worst pick was Isaiah Spiller. One of the things I think it was, <laughs> I think it was uh, Ryan or somebody. I for, I forgot who it was, but uh, did someone just say be quiet? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they did not be like quiet. this Isaiah Spiller pick either. <laughs> be quiet, Stewart. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, but that the Chargers had picked up Sony Michelle, mm-hmm. and I didn't know that, and so uh, I knew I I knew Spiller was going to be probably uh, the third back for the Chargers, but now it looks like he's probably the fourth back for the Chargers. So I probably am not going to be keeping him. So it was it was obviously a little early. Part of it was I was he was an Aggie, so I was going with him. And then yeah. part of it was, I was thinking kind of handcuffed. Handcuffy, or, yeah. Um, and you never know with rookie running backs that are drafted with decent capital like that. He could he could still pan out this year. It may not be, I mean, it could be due to injury to somebody else, but it doesn't matter. I think he's got the talent if he's given the opportunity. So, yeah, it, it's a yeah. dart throw. It's a dart throw, but it could pan out. I felt like one of my favorite picks just uh, from my team was, just value picks with Michael Gallup in the, I think that was the 12th. Was it the 12th? 12, yeah. 12, six. I yeah. love that pick at that, at that spot. I was surprised he was still there. Yeah. What um, number, what number running or how many receivers do you have? Is he like your fourth or fifth? Yeah. He's, he's, I think fifth or sixth, maybe. Yeah. That's a really good um, pick. It, Cause yeah, dude, if he's any, I mean, he reminds me of, kind of the 1A, 1B scenario of Godwin, Evans, Gallup, Lamb. Obviously, yeah. Lamb's the guy, but Gallup was right. really right there with him last year until he tore his ACL. So, could that could that you're right. That was a really, really good late pick. And if he comes back like Godwin sooner rather than later, I think it's a really good value pick. Yeah. Last thoughts on the draft, either one of you? Uh, I mean, I guess we'll get to when we do our power rankings, kind of who we thought, yeah, um, 
won won the draft, but let's um, why don't we jump into that? Power rankings. All right. Well, we've got our first power rankings of the season. Um, Coming out of last year, we had a very similar result at the top. Number one, Ryan Palomo. Number one on all of our boards. (laughs) Consensus one, but also all of us picked him as number one. That's right. So had some questionable draft strategy to me, but uh, obviously with the sheer number of picks and the keepers he had, he's got the best team going in. And then we can talk about the trade real quickly here. Um, Or we can talk about that after, I guess. But with the trade to get Dalvin Cook, kind of solidifies himself in his own tier. Yep. So coming in at number two on our rankings, he's two on my board, two on Stewart's, and three on Jonathan's. It's Mr. Stewart Head. Congratulations, the highest I'll rank you all year. Stuart, yeah, you yeah. you love your team. You love yourself. I love it. Yes, I love myself. <laughs> so then coming in uh, third for three, we've got a tie with Bryce and myself. We all have Bryce four overall, but cumulatively he's tied for third. And then Stuart and I have myself third, and Jonathan, you have me six, so you hate me. I hate you. Sure. You, you love my <laughs> Kyler pick, but you hate my team. Yeah. <laughs> you love my Pitts, t- Pitts pick, but you hate my team. Um, so we'll see. Top six, I'll take it, though. Better than last year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> coming in at number five overall is Joey. And so Joey, Jonathan, you've got Joey too coming out yeah, of the draft. Look, looking back, so let's uh, full transparency. Just did my power rankings five minutes before we started the show. I'll probably have you ranked above Joey, assuming that you pull out a immediate, win or perform well. Immediate regret. Yeah, you at six <laughs> so, is a little low. So Stuart, you had a five. I think Joey has a meh team, as I talked about earlier, <laughs> which gets you seven <laughs> on my rankings. Yeah. So seven solid. Yeah. That's a playoff team. Um, overall he's five. So, um, coming in at number six, um, he's made, I think what, two straight championships here. Is that right? All right. Two in the past three years, actually Lewis mm-hmm. five on my board, five on Jonathan and six on Stewart. So he's right there in yep. the playoff contention. It looks like kind of going into the year. And then if he got his guys like bright Brees Hall panning out, who knows? Um, so then coming in at number seven, I'm the I highest talked about this. I want to talk I'm about this. On this player, I am them six. Jonathan has this player seventh. Stewart has him tenth. Stewart hates this player. This player is Jonathan. All right, what do we have to do? What kind of water bed are we doing here? Hmm. Well, do you, you got like- a fifty. You got a fifty-year-old quarterback. Um, you got an unproven. An unproven <laughs> is that how- uh, running back uh, for San Francisco? Really, uh, an unproven running back for Miami. You've got a good wide receiver in uh, Jefferson. Uh, AJ Brown should not have been a keeper. Uh, the move, <laughs> the move is on the loose. That may be your best player is Pat Fryermuth. Oh, he's going to be a monster this year. <laughs> Just watch. Oh gosh, and then oh, your number man. one pick in the draft, Mike Evans. I like that though because he's an Aggie. So. Yeah, that gets you ten on my on my board. Uh oh, 
daughter's daughter's feeling a little cranky. You guys have to keep it going without me. I'll take a short <laughs> break, but keep going. Okay, we'll we'll keep going. All right, coming and and we can end this quickly because we're going on an hour and a half here, Stuart. Yeah, um, that's fine. Well, we but, can't uh, end it. Only Jonathan can end it. So we got. Well, Jonathan can end it and cut it. Uh, we'll just <laughs> we'll just sign off. <laughs> um, coming in at number eight overall, nine on my board, nine on Jonathan's, eight on your Stewart. It's David Senior. It's the lowest he's been in a while. It feels like he yeah. still has Mahomes, yeah. still has Kelsey. Defending, so. defending champ. Not he's maybe got fun. the best stack that can put up ninety points at any given week. <laughs> yeah, Jerry uh, Stackhouse. So coming in at number eight for him, Daniel. Coming in at number nine, I'm the highest on Daniel at eight. Stewart, you've got him nine. Jonathan's got him eleventh. I liked where Daniel ended up relative with, with his draft capital. Obviously, he's got two really good running backs, um, which kind of gets him into that top tier for me, or at least a playoff tier, I should say. Um, he's actually tied with ninths, excuse me, with Mike Searles, who I have 11th, Stuart, you have seven, and Jonathan has 10th. And then that leads two people left, Jackson and Staffel. Drum roll, please, for the number 12 ranking, which is Mike Staffel. <laughs> I'm actually highest on Mike at 10. Very high on you, Mike. Uh, Stuart, <laughs> you're at 11, and Jonathan hates Mike. Um, he has him at 12. Um, I have Jackson 12. You have Jackson 12, Stuart, and Jonathan has Jackson 8. So Jackson gets a 12 for me for trading um, Dalvin Cook before the year started. So um, is his team the worst? Probably not, but that's what he gets for me this week. Yeah. Um, so this is definitely the lowest we've seen Staffel maybe ever. Uh, which is a testament to how good he's been for how long. But obviously the Allen and the Akers pick and two of the top four rounds there. Um, not looking good after week one, but better days ahead. He'll be fine. He'll definitely raise up these power rankings because he can't go any lower. So <laughs> that's the bright side for you, Mike. Um, hey, so general, there is – oh, go ahead. I was going to say in general, I feel like there's a – there's there's really two tiers. It's Ryan and then it's everyone else. And I think yeah. there's an argument to be made that, you know, I don't think Staffel's team is that far off from your team, Stuart, which is number two. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of parity and there's definitely players that I prefer, but from a value perspective, you know, I think that it, this, you know, at least going into the season, I don't think anyone's out of it. And so yeah. I was kind of surprised to see Joe, um, not Joey Jackson doing what he's doing because I think he's in it. I think everyone's in it. Um, and then Ryan, you know, Ryan started out at one last year and then he missed the playoffs. So yeah. you never know what happens. And so for him to do be doing that day one was kind of surprising. Kudos to Ryan. Um, and we can kind of grade that here in a, in a future segment, but that's kind of my thoughts. What are yours? Yeah, I, I'm in agreement. Uh, this It's so funny how similar this sounds to our conversation last year, uh, where I feel like we had even said the same thing. Like, Ryan seems to kind of be uh, in a league of his own just with his draft. And, you know, he had a lot of draft capital to, to, to build his team. And then making the trade. This is um, your 20- making, And then Mike Sorry. comes in, you know, inserts himself. <laughs> Um, no, but it, I mean, it's a great point that even, even the first, I think five or six weeks of the season, 
we were still saying Ryan's still the best team. Ryan's still the best team, but he just wasn't winning. And so then at some point you say, okay, well, maybe he's not the best team. And so uh, I think this will be a different year for Ryan. I Obviously, I don't – I want to win, but I would love to see Ryan. Uh, you know, he's made moves. Uh, and he really seems like he's all in this year for the with the trade that he made as well, giving up uh, the first two picks next year. So, um, if he doesn't win this year, I know he's going to be super disappointed. So, I I, I hope he's disappointed. But uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, it's it's. Uh, I do think there's a lot of parity. I think there's Ryan and everybody else. So well. Do you want to talk about the trade, Stuart? I mean, did you like the trade for Ryan? What do you yeah, – what are the grades? Let's, let's enter the, the new segment called Grade the Trade. I'm waiting on Jonathan to uh, create a new drop for this. So I we'll, think I have we'll a drop. Do it. I have a drop specifically for this trade. Too many okay. Cooks, too many cooks. Too many cooks. <laughs> too many cooks. Um, you know, I went back and looked at – Dalvin's uh, season last year, and it wasn't it wasn't great. Like he has been great uh, in years past. He didn't have a great year last year, so uh, it's a lot to go in for a guy that I think has a little bit of a question mark going into this season. Giving up your first two picks next year, um, he he probably could have done that with someone other than Dalvin Cook and maybe made the same trade with someone that's a little bit more, uh, you know, projecting upwards instead of downward. And I would say Cook is probably on the downward projection in my mind. So, I mean, I didn't love it, but I also – it's hard you know, for me because it does kind of feel like Jackson is punting on the season a little bit, but um, – I don't know. I would probably, if I were to grade the trade, I would probably say uh, it's a B for B for Ryan. And uh, I mean, it's hard to, when you're getting two first, a first and second round pick next year, like it's hard to say that's a bad, <laughs> that's bad value. So I would probably say Jackson won the trade. Uh, it just stinks that he's making that trade before this season even starts. So that's the thing I don't like about it. But I would probably say Jackson won the trade. I'd say Jackson got an A and Ryan got a B. I, th- I think if Dalvin Cook returns closer to the mean on his touchdowns from the past two seasons, he I think Ryan gets a steal. In, I don't say steal. Ryan gets appropriate value for Dalvin Cook. Um, and if that's the case and Ryan's strategy is to go all in, then it makes sense. If you're right, Stuart, that he's on the downward trajectory of his career and he doesn't return back to double-digit touchdowns, if you look at it, so 2019, he had 13 touchdowns. 2020, he had 16 touchdowns. 2021, he had six. And so that's the big – that's all rushing. He had zero receiving touchdowns last year. Um, he doesn't have a ton on his career. He only has three for his career. So – uh, I think there's going to be a more pass-friendly offense um, as they as the Vikings transition over, which is awesome for Jefferson and Thielen and them. But I also think Cook could benefit from it too because I think it'll open up the running lanes for him and he'll actually be more efficient. Uh, so I think Cook will be good. I think it'll be 
I think it'll be a pretty fair trade at the end of the day. Um, if Jackson feels like he's doesn't have a shot this year, then smart of him to cash in on a guy that's still got value. And if Ryan's right on his value, I think he got appropriate value and may even have an RB one in his uh, in his RB two slot. So um, I don't know. I don't. I, I think jury's out on this one. If I did, if I had to give the trade like a win, I would. I'll take the immediate value of Dalvin Cook. I don't. You don't know who the who Ryan's gonna or excuse me who Jas- Jackson's gonna draft. And if Ryan's plan works out where he wins the league, then you know you you just took the twelfth overall pick for Dalvin Cook. So I don't know. It's I could see it. I could see it going either way. It just depends how Ryan's season finishes. Yeah, David. I would give a grade to Jackson of a A minus. Um, it's not an A plus because he's doing it so earlier in the year, but to get a first and a second round pick for any player is really hard to do in this league, much less doing it in the same um, draft class, both being 2023. Um, I thought was, was, you know, good, good value for him on a guy who's on the backside of, you know, his career ending. He wasn't going to be a keeper, I think, anymore for him. So, you know, to get that value, I don't think anyone else was offering a first and a second. So I know I wasn't. Um, now I'm not in the same spot that Ryan is either. Right. Um, and so I, I give him an A minus. The reason it's an A minus um, is just because it's so early in the year. Um, and I would give Ryan a B plus. So I think I think Jackson definitely wins the trade um, just because a first and a second for any player is hard to get. Um, and... I give him a B plus because he's getting Dalvin Cook for the whole year. First off, you know, this is kind of a trade deadline that you'll see move type move. Um, But to be able to get him for the 10 weeks prior to that, I think is huge. Um, And then, you know, if it happens for Ryan again, and this is why it's a B plus for me is let's say Ryan is really bad or it's the same thing where, yeah, he's the best team. He's the best team, but Oh, maybe he's not the best team. And then he starts having to sell he is not getting a first and a second for Dalvin if that happens. And so that's why I give him a B plus, but it's also a B plus because if that does happen, he has other players that will let him do the same thing that he just did this year in the draft. Sure. Last year. And the reason he had so much draft capital is he got rid of all those guys for high draft draft picks and he can do the same here with cook. He's just not going to get that same value if it goes that way. And so obviously I think I think the Vikings offense is going to take a step forward this year. I And not that they were bad last year, but I think they're going to be more prolific. And now that what's his face is out of there as a coach, they're going to be less conservative. So I do think, I think cook can return some more value than he did last year. That's I, I would have liked take. to see, I would have liked to see Ryan throw in one of his receivers with a little bit less draft. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Why, that's why I give him a B plus. I think it's a pure, yeah. Form. So on a pure see. grade standpoint, you're right. I just think that Cook could be um, one of those league winners for. And if Cook wins in the championship, then this is an A plus. Correct. You know? That's so, why it all depends right. on how you That's finish exactly it. right. And so that's an A plus. That that's worth mentioning here. Um, I just we won't know, and that's why we play the game. And so I told I asked Stewart before this is noteworthy <laughs> um, when we were golfing because we were golf buddies. I was like Stewart, if I could guarantee that you would win the championship, would you give up your first five picks in next year's draft? And his answer was yes. 
And I said, I would too, because that's why we play. And so to give up a first and a second here uh, with, to, with the foundation that he already has, I really like the move for Ryan. I like that he did it early. I just wish he would have done something differently in the draft. And I think that's maybe what forced this a little bit more and given some of that draft capital to, to leverage that in a trade where he didn't give up a first and a second. So but that's what why you just, what, still a good grade, still like the trade for him. And he's obviously the team to beat. And what you just said about you'd give up your first five picks for next year if you could guarantee, which is that's that's the kicker, right? The guarantee part. Right. But but that's why I like the Ryan side of the trade better because I would rather be going for it than saying, oh, I'll just punt to next year and draft better. It's like, well, you don't I mean, how do you know you get the guys you need next year to be good? Like Dalvin Cook's a bird in the hand. So, I mean, assuming that he is who I think he is, but and that's the that's the game, right? We're all guessing at what the outcomes are going to be this year and next year. And so good on good on both of them to make an aggressive move this early to your point. I feel like this is a draft day or excuse me, a, a trade deadline move. And there there's way more risk involved for Ryan, if that's the case. So good on Ryan for making the move early. All right. Picks of the week. We are, we are on to picks of the week already? Well, it's only been an hour and 45. <laughs> picks of the week. All right, we'll shorten it then. There you go. All right. So All right, let's, let's, let's the first matchup, David. You want to go through, uh, or I guess I can go through the new format. So we've had our uh, famous uh, triple play. Uh-oh. Triple play. There we go. So we're actually mixing it up this year into a way that I think is a little bit more beneficial for the league. We, we make all these predictions and we say all these things. We make all these water bets. But how confident are we in those? And so we, we, we in the past, um, showed that with a triple play, that was just one matchup. And oftentimes that looked like a matchup betting on ourselves because we're all very confident <laughs> in our teams. Um, so we thought we'd mix it up this year and actually change this where we would rank the matchups based and the winners based on confidence of them winning from six to one, six being the most. And so um, each one of those points will represent how many points you win or lose. And so um, we're going to kind of go through um, and we can do this. Do you all want to go matchup by matchup here? And then you can just say who you're. Yeah. So obviously six being the most confident as we kind of go through that. So if that team wins, you'll get six points on the year and it'll be kind of a total points uh, metric that we're looking for with the highest score winning at the end of the year, instead of a, a record that we'd been doing previous years. So we'll get it kicked off. Um, we're going to, I'm going to start off with the matchup um, of Daniel Cupid and Mike Staffel. Um Thursday night football was not kind to Mike, Mr. Mike Staffel. Can we can we pause right there? Because I've already talked to my dad about this today. And I don't know how many times I need to freaking say this. Will someone please, will one of you two, please go look at the matchup between Daniel and, and Mike and tell me what I'm about to say about Mike's team. Please tell me. This is the the third year in a row. I think I've said this in the first or second week. Do do either of you have any clue what I'm about to say? Yeah, about the flex. Why would you start 
a wide receiver or running back in your flex that plays on a Thursday night unless you're everyone is playing on Thursday night. You don't do it. Move them if you're gonna play them, play them in a regular position spot. Okay, I'm done. Now back to the back to your regular and you know what? Alan Robinson, you scored one point seven. So wait, you don't put your lowest amount of points in the flex because that might be Allen Robinson. No, no, because uh, Cam Akers is a running back. Oh, shoot. Okay. <laughs> well, Allen Robinson, 1.7, one catch, 12 yards, not cutting it, not going to work here anymore. Not going to work here anymore. Uh, Cam Akers, three carries, zero yards, 0. 0.3, and then Matthew Stafford, four four turnovers, 7.9 points. Um. Daniel had Dawson Knox go. He got a whopping one point. And so, you know, and somehow he looks like the better manager right now. <laughs> Seriously. Um, and so it all boils down to a projection of 128 for Daniel and 105 for Mike Staffel. Um, I just think, you know, he's got Jonathan Taylor in a plus matchup, but that's a lot to overcome, um, you know, with Daniel's team here. And so I am actually most confident in the week with the um, benefit of having watched the Thursday night game. Yeah. yeah. Mike's players here that Daniel's going to win, and and I'm putting six points towards that matchup. Mike, that's a that's a fair assessment. Mike, we would probably not have all leaned in on this as the, like the slam dunk, but just fair warning, we all leaned in on this as the, the most confident. So I also have Daniel at ranking of six, my highest ranking, highest confidence, beating Mike because of the Thursday night game. So if we'd have done this before Thursday night, this probably would have been a different projection for me, but we know what it is now and it's, it's not looking good for Mike. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to not pick Daniel at this point. So uh, I've got Daniel too, with my six point, uh, six point project projection. All right. What's uh, the next one? I'll, David? Move, on, I'll move on to, oh. Uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Stuart. Oh, you do it, Stuart. Okay, I'll move on to my uh, second um, most confident, which would be Ryan versus Preston. Um, I've got, <laughs> I've got Ryan. Uh, I'm just glad it's Preston every time. This is the best. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> okay, it says Preston on there. David has to change it. No, I, totally got it. it. I got him. Uh, <laughs> it says Bryce the rest of the weeks, but it's I know. <laughs> I know. I got you. Oh All right. gosh! All right. All so right. back to it. Back to your analysis. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, obviously, for obvious reasons, we have all thought Ryan uh, has the best team. We've already talked through all of that, and so uh, I'm the only one who has him at at the second highest projection from a, a confidence standpoint, I've got him at five. Um, you both have him at four. I don't know if yep. that has more to do with just uh, other matchups. Bryce's performance and just the, the matchup or, or what, but um, I think Ryan's going to win. Well, it's, yeah, go ahead, Jonathan. Yeah, so to answer your question, it is other matchups that I think I agree with you. We all have Ryan winning. Um, Ryan's by far, as we talked about in the previous segment, the number one team on paper at this point, um, just with the sheer number of uh, quality players he has on his team. 
but this week, I think Ryan actually starts out strong and uh, and beats Bryce. So I I I have uh, a different uh, matchup with my number five pick, but we'll we'll get to that here in a second. But I I think Ryan's got this one for this week over Bryce. Yeah, I I have Ryan at four points, so that's the I'm the third most confidence of him winning. Um, partly that he's third is just the fact that Bryce has a lot of boom bust guys. Um, Bryce in our power rankings is a top four. Yeah, he's third. So those guys hit on some of these weeks here. Then I do think this, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if Bryce won. I don't think that's going to happen, but for that reason, I'm only, I've only got Ryan out of four. Um, so, um, Jonathan, you want to take the next matchup? Yeah. So this one is my, um, uh, my second most confident in Stewart versus senior. Um, I've got Stewart winning with a confidence level of five. Uh, and it really just boils down to, again, a sneak peek at the Thursday night game or Cooper cut, which is bananas. Um, ended up with 29 points. Um, Bobby Wagner had a good game. Um, Ramsey played well for you. So, um, all your guys that played already did the opposite of Mike's where they, <laughs> they outperformed their projection or, or met their projection. Um, and then I feel like um, senior this year is just weak in some positions uh, personally, but I could be also wrong. I, I don't love Elijah Moore. I think talent wise, he's fine, but I just don't love, again, go back to the Jets offense. We'll see if JK Dobbins can start strong. He may not even play that much against the Jets in week one. Uh, so I think seniors team will actually get better as the season goes on potentially. Uh, but right out of the gate, I like, uh, Stewart, I like your team a lot more. Uh, we already talked about AJ Dillon and Tyreek Hill in the draft, but then you add that to Cup and Eckler, and I think I think Week One is yours. Yeah, I I have this as my second most confident game. Um, I don't know if I would have had it that high if I didn't have the benefit of Thursday and Cooper Cup doing thirteen for one twenty eight. Um, Part of the reason I say that is because I really just like Stewart's team. He's number two in my power rankings versus senior. He's number nine. Mahomes always scares me, especially in the matchup with Arizona. Um, that's why I would say I was probably less confident in it before, but I just think Stewart has too much for senior to overcome. And I do agree with your assessment, Jonathan, that he gets better as the year goes on, but it's the first week. So, yep, that's what we're picking. What do you think, Stewart? Uh, I'm right behind you guys. I've got myself uh, uh, third. You feel third less confident. Time. You feel less confident that you'll beat senior than that than Ryan will beat uh, Bryce. PTSD. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's week, one of, <laughs> week one of the playoffs is coming flooding back to your memory. Yeah, I had the best team in league history last year, and I got <laughs> beat by senior in the first round. So, not as confident for sure, uh, but I think I'm going to win, especially. I mean, Cooper Cup was a monster on Thursday Night Football, so. Okay, well, that takes us to the Batman 57 versus <laughs> Mr. Wilson. That's stupid victory, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Dennis Wilson. The I, lo I love that picture. Yeah, it's so good. Do you think Mike Searles wishes he had Russell Wilson? I think he does, and I think he wishes he had him this week as it's a revenge <laughs> narrative. They go on Monday night. I just I love Russell Wilson this week. Um, for that reason, I like Jackson to win. I know he's trading away his team, and his team's a little bit worse. 
but uh, give me Russell Wilson um, not throwing to Jerry Judy whatsoever, only to Cortland Sutton. At least that's <laughs> my wish. Uh, but no, I, I've got Jackson, and then I, I'm assigning it three, so that's my fourth most confident pick of the week. I'll go. I'll go next because I agree with you. I have him at three as well. I got Jackson winning. Um, I just like a couple of matchups on paper better. I think Mixon is going to outperform Aaron Jones, and they're kind of they're put kind of they have like a similar projection, seventeen versus sixteen. And then Damian Harris and David Montgomery seem comparable to me, but they get there in different ways. And then yeah, I think Russ. I think Russ is going to make a statement Monday night against Seattle. I, I just. As we know Aaron Rodgers can do those kind of games. I think Russell Wilson has that in his bag as well. Um, and then I'm just I just not as high on some of my dad's guys like Amari Cooper and Jerry Judy. I don't think that they have ceilings like what Diggs did. Diggs put tw- 28 points up. So give me Jackson. I think it's a I think it's a pretty safe bet. Uh, I'm not as confident in this. I think uh, I part of it is. Uh, I'm not sure that I like Russell Wilson as much as you guys do. And so uh, I actually thought that that projection for him was a little high. Um, Hmm. So we'll see. I mean, David's David seems super high on him. We'll see how, how he does against his old team. That's, It'll be a good game to watch. Wait, wait, wait. What do you think? I think we're ta- walking into a waterbed here. What do you think he will do? Because you say his projection's high. What do you think is a fair line for him then? If we were to do a waterbed? Uh, 23.64? No, I'm just <laughs> 20, 24.54? Uh, Okay, I think he scores. I actually think he exceeds his projection. How about that? I'll even give you up to 24. I think he outdoes okay. his projection. You so he just has to that? Yeah, he just has Russell Wilson has to score 24.65 for me to beat you in a water bet. Okay. Deal? I'll do it. Deal. Water bet. All right. David, David you in David, on this? Are you in? So, I don't I don't place I'm on the fence because I think Seattle's going to crush them. That's got to hurt. Opinion. But I don't think he's so much about his stats as much as he is uh, handing it off to Javante. Um, he can throw it I to Javante, too. It's not illegal. I know. I'm in on it. Yes. Okay. You, yes. Water Russell Wilson never got to throw for the Seahawks. And what do you think is going to be the best thing for him to do winning is throwing all over the Seahawks. What do you – why do you think he went to Denver? A bit of a narrative. I like it. It is a narrative. I think he went to Denver because he had a conversation with their staff. Said, "I want to throw the freaking ball," and he's like, "Okay, go on over." I I just don't okay. see it being handed off to Javante Williams a bunch of times. So yeah, I'm more I'm more confident anyway, in that. I still I still have Jackson winning, um, but just not. Uh, I'm not super confident in it. I have a medicine yeah. one. He's my one. Mm. Yeah, I'm not uh, sure. I would Confident if it wasn't for Diggs either, doing 28. That's true. That's true. Um, I've got Lewis uh, as my third. Y'all, y'all both have Lewis. Well, I'm giving away who you're picking, but or what you're yeah. ranking him as. Uh, well, actually, <laughs> Jonathan has uh, himself. <laughs> yeah, back is, off. Uh, Hey, what we a, all picked ourselves, so back off. You're acting like I'm the only one who picked myself. Everyone picked themselves on this podcast. 
Well, but we picked ourselves for obvious reasons, and you're well, okay. Dressed, oh my. So. Okay, so now there's another water bet coming. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, I picked myself Wait. to beat Lewis. I'll just I'll do a water bet on that straight up. <laughs> nah, nah. I've already done. <laughs> I've already done a water bet on this podcast. <laughs> This is okay. my least confident for whatever re- whatever it's worth. I pick Lewis to yeah. win. I'm not well, very confident in it. Stewart um, has Lewis at three. So yeah, if there's a water race between y'all, that's why I'm saying. I feel like I, I mean, should. Josh, just... Josh Allen's already uh, got forty points on you. Yeah, and he's only projected beaten by less than a touchdown. So it's one touchdown changes everything. So yeah. what are we doing here? Water better now. Well, I've already I've already talked about how I don't like your team. So. Okay, so that sounded like a water bet to me. Waterhead. You're you're the one who's keeping track of the water bet. So if you want to write that down, I know. I'm not. I'm not writing any of this down. (laughs) It's okay. We got it on. We got it on the record. Um, Uh, Anyway, so I've got Lewis at three. David's got Lewis at one. You have yourself, Jonathan, but you're not super confident in that pick either. So 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 it all hinges on Brady. If Brady can put up a thirty point game which I think he's very capable of doing against the Cowboys on a Sunday night game primetime. And he, and he doubles up by throwing to Mike Evans a bunch, um, which is, I mean, if he's going to score 30, I think that's one way he can do it. So um, that's my, that's my out here. I think he can do that. And if you look back at last year, which I know last year was a different year and the Bucks offensive line is different this year. All that being said last year, I think he scored 30 points or more in like, 10 of his 17 games so it's a better than 50 percent chance if you go off last year that he does that and i think yeah. the cowboys the cowboys are a team that will make a game entertaining by <laughs> allowing a quarterback to go off on them so uh yeah give that to me i am less confident that the josh allen thing scared me a bit but um you know i gotta you gotta bet on yourself otherwise what are we doing here that's no that's true I, well unless you're we'll jackson Unless you're Jackson and you trade for next year already. Moving on. Final one. You got Joey versus David. Um, I'm the only one who picked Joey. But we're all confident uh, at a level of two. So none of us is, are like really staking our claim here that this is a for sure thing. Um, I ranked Joey higher than David in the power rankings. I've already admitted that I probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> so that's why this, <laughs> that's why this confidence ranking isn't very high. Uh, but for some reason, I think Joey comes out and performs week one. It just, it, it's, he's projected to beat David. Uh, a lot of it is his running backs are projected pretty freaking high with Fournette at 17 and Connor at 16. If that holds, then I think that, um, I think Joey wins if that holds. Yeah, I'm. I have myself at a two. I'm not very confident that I win. Um, I don't like my matchups this week at all, <laughs> but I do like Kyler against Kansas City. So I'm hoping that Kyler uh, does what he did last year, where he starts off with two 40 point games to start the year, because mm. uh, that's what I need. Um, but no, Joey's uh, Joey's got good matchups. I mean, I'm glad that Lamar Jackson's on the bench because I would be starting him over. Herbert, but that's just me. So, um, you know, Jack, Joey, mm. do whatever you want. <laughs> Gamesmanship there. Stuart? Yeah, I, I like David. I like David to win. Um, I do. I like um, – I think Kyler will have a big week. And 
You think it's going to be a shootout with the Cardinals and Chiefs? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. You're probably right. It's a safe bet. Yeah, I think it's a 52 point over under or something like that. Yeah. AFC, so, NFC teams are, or sorry, AFC West, NFC West have some of the highest over unders. That's why, that's why I like Russell Wilson this year too. But same, same could apply to Car- to Kyler and Mahomes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Now that no one's listening because it's been two hours and three minutes. What thanks do you guys, for listening. Uh, who's, who's ever still listening, thanks. We, you're the real fans, and uh, you're the reason that we do this. So uh, we do it for the people that love us. We do it for the people. And <laughs> if, usually it's people that have nothing better to do. And I think by next week that could be Jimbo Fisher. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> That's true. So Jimbo, if you're listening, subscribe to the podcast. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>